Hey, this is Alec. Hey, this is Samir. And this is Beyond the Beats, a podcast about EDM news and culture. Welcome to episode 54. Let's get it. What up, EDM champions? You know what? We're going to go right into the music, guys. Lace up those dancing shoes because it's time It's time to hit the club from the comfort of your own home, guys. Check it out. The on-repeat for me this week is one of Disclosure's newest songs. I absolutely love this song. It was just released a couple weeks ago. We talked about it on the pod, and I just cannot get enough of it. So here it is. This is Disclosure's song, Tondo. Check it out. like you've got the funky groove going on in that vibe dude i'm feeling very very groovy right now like i wish i had a suit made of all like sequences or sequins i should say you know what i mean just shining underneath the disco ball if i had a disco ball at home you know what i mean like i'm about to turn my basement into a freaking nightclub grow out a really nice mustache and just blast this song 24 7 are you feeling the vibe of this one alec how you feeling oh, over absolutely there? and i'll tell you what i think from last week, our artist spotlight and session with Drew Daps. I think that kind of just prepares you perfectly for Ooh. a song like this. You know, kind of got that disco feel into it. Um, not as much disco as Disclosure did. However, it's still got that funky and groovy vibe, right? So, I, I tell you, man, I've been listening to that mix so much just because, like, it's, it's been really vibes. nice and it's sunny out here in New Jersey. Totally, man. It's been really nice and sunny out here in New Jersey, and I've just been going on a lot of walks, taking my dog out for a walk. I'm popping on that mix, dude, and I'm always finding something new that I enjoy about it, you know? So, EDM champions, peep this. If you guys are into some deep tech, a little bit of minimal house music, just something to keep you kind of, you know, grooving and having a good time, definitely peep the conversation that we had with Drew Daps on our most recent artist spotlight. And uh, he also threw together a really, really fantastic session, which you can also find on our SoundCloud. Absolutely, man. That's definitely worth a check out if you have not checked it out. But let's get back to what's at hand for today. 
This is episode 54. And as always, we've got quite a lot of awesome things to talk about. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, we've got three new releases from artists that we're watching. Adidas is one of them. We've got Crude and Vulture coming back into the studio as well. Welcome back to Beyond the Beats, guys. Then we've got a lot of new music to go over. Excision and Elenium, right? Something that a lot of people have been waiting for. The Knox, oh, yeah. Love Regenerator, and some others as well. Then we're going to dive into the news and culture section. Of course, you know, it feels like this is something we have to talk about week in, week out, but there are some cancellations yet again because of COVID-19. But on a brighter note, we're going to talk about a new app as well as Digital Mirage, which I'm sure a lot of you out there have listened into. All right, then we're going to wrap it off with our two final sections. These are the epitome of the Beyond the Beats podcast. We've got the What Are We Listening To section. I won't ruin it for you now, but someone, hint, hint, just dropped an album. We're going to be talking about that as well as I've got a really good rating for the other one. I can't wait to show it to everybody else. I know, I'm really pumped to talk about it, man. And then you're rounding it off. We've got the Artists We're Watching section where, as always, we've got two fantastic up-and-coming rising stars to put on your radar. Right, Kicking it back off to the top. It's the new music from artists we're watching section. Samir, what do you think of Adidas and something for their song Twerk Alec, City? You know how I'm always talking about booty shaking on always, the pod? Just nonstop. Okay. Alec, this should be the anthem of booty shaking. All right, guys, check it out. Adidas and something. That's the artist name, something. They just teamed up for a new song. It's called torque city it's funny it's got a great baseline to it. it's it got some great kicks to it it's just seriously it's gonna make you hop on your table while you're in the middle of your workday and start twerking but you know what let me play a little snippet and uh if you happen to start twerking send us a video we're at btb.pod on instagram and on twitter at pod btb but you know what here it is this is this is adidas and something che- teaming up for their song twerk city This is the type of song that would certainly get you moving and I'm sure would get you twerking. However, please don't scar anyone with that. Um, Alec, I got to stay fit somehow, so I'm practicing my twerking <laughs> skills, all right? I can Come see this is what you've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can imagine. I could just imagine that. Unfo- wait, that's an unfortunate thing to picture. Okay, <laughs> let, let's move on quickly, but shout out to Adidas, man. I mean, he's just been absolutely crushing totally, it. Totally, man. Just really doing an amazing bang-up job. 2020, I think, is going to be still a big year for him. I mean, we'll see what happens with everything, but... His following has just been growing, too. I yeah, mean, I believe I on SoundCloud. Saying. Absolutely, man. It's, he's, it's, a, he's at over 10,000 followers, dude. I mean, he's really killing it. He's doing a great job. All right. Crude. Nice. He's back in the edit studio, and he did his recent most edit on Ballin'. Zolly. I actually didn't know the original. Did you, Samir? 
I did not know the original either, dude, but let me tell you something. This song, this edit that Crude did is such a vibe. He is so good at these edits, by the way. I just really want to put is. that out Absolutely. there. He's just taking these songs, reimagining them, and making them so much fun and ready for the EDM dance floors. This was dope. And that's what it's about, man. It's about making these tracks fun. That's what I think goes into a really nice edit or remix is the fact that can you bring something to life that was there in the original song and just you put your own little twist on it and a lot of times especially with house music it's about just making some songs a little bit more fun a little bit more dance or something that you can get your groove to so i think that crew did this perfectly in this case and let's share the fun with our edm champions guys peep this this is crude's edit of zolly check it out I think everyone can hear that this is a nice, nice edit of the original. Oh, yeah. Definitely want to check the original out just to see what he's done with it because it does sound like he's, you know, he's put quite his own spin on things, right? So definitely For want sure. to go check out the original just to see that. But shout out to you, man. Crude, you're doing an amazing job. Keep on going, my lad. All right. Versa, welcome to the Vulture remix. What do you think? Oh, man. Every time Voltra drops a release, I tell you, it always blows my goddamn mind. I'm so happy that Voltra is an artist that we're watching, and they really, really killed it with this one, dude. Let me tell you something. This had some old-school rave vibes. Hold up on the drop. It had some glitchy hotness that everybody just needs to listen to right now. So we're going to play it. We're going to play it right here on Beyond the Beats. This is Voltra's remix of the song... Welcome tune by Versa. Check it out. Welcome back. Thank you. 
it's got it's it's the best of both worlds, right? Both That's old. A, it's got yeah. great old vibe with it, with some more modern day glitch in there. Totally. What, what an amazing job. They are so creative, man. So creative. I absolutely love this. It really, it's every time they come out with a song, you know, it, it's. I feel like it's very difficult normally to stay away from falling into the same pattern when you're making music, right? And just the same type of sounds. But I feel like Vulture just, every release, it seems like they really, you know, they stay within their sound, but they're switching it up just enough and doing things just enough differently to keep you on your toes and be like, wow, this song's fresh. different, right? They're keeping it fresh. Absolutely. Vulture totally, killing it keep on going. All right, new music from some larger artists. We've got to kick off this section with Excision <laughs> and Alinium teaming up for Feel Something and featuring I Prevail. Alec, God, I I am so conflicted on this song, dude. I'm <laughs> yeah, so I thought conflicted. you might be. Yeah, okay. I, you know me, homie. You know me. Uh, I wanted to hate this song and I wanted to love this song. You know what I mean? But I just, I don't know how I feel about it. And that's yeah. my problem. I'm going to go through my points real quick. Here we go. Let me just say, I love this combination of rock with heavy bass music dubstep. I love it. I'm all about that, right? I thought the drop, the first drop was awesome. You know what I mean? I thought the third drop was awesome. I thought I Prevail sounded amazing. Where this song really, really took a nosedive for me is that second drop. It was definitely mm-hmm. more excision influence. It definitely had a harder sound to it than what Elenium would do. And look, I'm not saying that the drop that the drops that Elenium did were stellar either. It's what we know from Elenium. Like it's not really changing up what he normally does. But again, I thought I Prevail sounded amazing. But in that second drop, the way that they were using the scream in the <laughs> drop was just so irritating. I'm like, they were trying to do too much with that. They were trying to do too much. They were combining too many elements into it. And it was just kind of ruined. It really, like, I was really, really disappointed in the second drop. Um, I would literally listen to this song a lot more if that second drop wasn't there. It's, Alec. It's so funny, Let man. me catch my breath. What do you think? Yeah, it's so funny because I'm right there with you and I had the exact same reaction as you did. It's, the second drop just doesn't feel like it's part of the same song that the first yeah. is, you know? It just slams, it's like, just into too, the rest of the song, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, you know, it's like they try to switch the vibe up too quickly on it right where i feel like totally if in the build-up for the second drop if they you know started slowly moving into more of a dubstepy feel right a little bit harder of a dubstep rather than melodic or mixture of rock whatever you want to call it was the first drop it just it was too different man it's like they kind of rushed it felt rushed it felt like they rushed into it and then they're just like trying to shock people with it like oh now we're going hard and I don't know. I don't know how to describe when it works, but there are times when it works. And I will say, actually, I think the times that it works is when a DJ is mixing it in live, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I, um, I think this is going to, I think they're going to make some edits for this live. And I think it's really, really going to pop off. Yeah, I feel like the edits, the live edits definitely will be great. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, I want to say I like this song, but just like you, man, I'm conflicted. There's just things about yeah. it that that just don't quite sit well with me. It really, honestly, I'm only going to listen to this when I'm in that kind of mood to, you know, feel something. You know what I mean? Like, feel some of those kind of middle <laughs> school, something. early high. Yeah, you like that? Some middle school, early high school kind of emo emotions. Let me just say, <laughs> man, like this, like I prevail and bands similar to that. Like, I was all about that in middle school and high school. So yeah, I just want yeah, to put that, I, I legit, I listened to this song and I immediately started listening to like a bunch of the screamo that I used to listen to back when I was younger. <laughs> I, like, it's like, seriously, this is a very catchy song. Like, even the, the lyrics are very catchy it's just the second drop really fucked it up for me man so 
Anyways, those are those are my thoughts there. Dude, I think we're both going to be on the same page yet again for this one. The Knox Get Happy featuring Matt Zoe, the man. What do you think? I really, really like this one a lot. Matt Zoe has been playing around with a lot of DMB lately. We didn't really get that on this, and that's okay. Like, there were definitely some of the, like, the, the bass riffs and the bass lines that were used in this song that kind of reminded me of Matt Zoe's version of DMB. But I thought I thought the Knox and, and Matt Zoe came together for a really, really cool house track, dude. Like, it was more... Am I wrong to say it was more bass house? Yeah, uh, like it's not. That's the thing. It's not like traditional bass house. You know well, what I mean? That's like what, that's Matt though, isn't it? Because he just wants people to not know what he's doing. Exactly. And not yeah. You know what? I don't it. even know why I'm trying to define <laughs> Matt Zoe's music. Yeah. The point that I'm trying to make is that uh, Matt Zoe and the Knox. When I first saw this on uh, the releases that came out on Friday, I was like, "Oh boy, this is gonna be very interesting." And dude. I don't even know why I ever doubt Matt So He's always killing it. He always puts a lot of creativity into his songs. And I thought him pairing up with the Knox, I thought it just worked tremendously. What do you think? Yeah, I 100% agreed. When I first saw this, I was assuming it was going to be a DMB type of song. But I was very pleasantly surprised when the house drop came in. And I think that they teamed up very well together. It's obviously, you know, a really nice collaboration here. This is an example of a song where you might not expect the house drop. Uh, just from the beginning. However, it's it's fits very well. So I'd say it's probably unlike or dissimilar to the Excision and Millennium song where the drop came in and it was kind of felt a bit jarring. But with this one, it just flowed really nicely. It was a logical conclusion from the rest of the song. And I was just very happy with this one. This is something that yeah. I put on if I you know want to start feeling a good vibe. This is definitely a song that I put on. Awesome, dude. Alec is all about those good, all about good the vibes, vibes. Man. You gotta have good I vibes. I know, now. dude. You have to have good vibes right now. I mean Alec is a dealer of good vibes. You gotta pay him like three hundred dollars for like a gram of vibes, okay? I just wanna put that out there. About go see him now, for all your but... Yeah, go go see him for all your vibey needs. Dude, speaking of the vibes, how you feeling about this love regenerator, aka Calvin Harris and Eli Brown teaming up for the next Love Regenerator EP? This was, what a next level. Yeah, just took it to the next level. Shows, I think, that Calvin Harris is not fucking around here. He is sick of all the complaints about him being Uh mainstream. He's tired of it. The man wants you to know that he can produce and DJ Acid House and get back to the roots there. I really, you know, I want to go see, I don't know, Samir, if if you found any of this online, but I would love to go find and read up on all the people who criticize Calvin Harris and what they think about <laughs> Love Regenerator. I'd just be very interested to oh see what they God. say, you know? And and I want to hear them out a bit. like Or even people who are really big acid house heads, right? Like, I'd love to get their take on it. Do, do you Have you seen anything online? I've seen a lot of praise, but also at the same time, Alec, let me pose a question to you. Do you think that, you know, regular Calvin Harris fans who may be more used to some of his, you know, some of his bigger hits, his, you know, more pop EDM hits, do you think that they'd be aware of this Lover Generator project? Like, I know that in his Spotify releases, he does tag himself as an artist on these releases. So in the artist line, you'll see in this instance, Lover Generator, Eli Brown, Calvin Harris. So, you know, these EPs would be tied back to his Calvin Harris artist profile. But do you think that people would make that connection that this is Calvin Harris? Yes, I do. Uh, I, re- I really do think that because there's been quite a lot of press around this, you know, yeah. and the last releases that he's done have been under Love Regenerator. Um, and he also did a live stream as Love Regenerator. It was a Love Regenerator mm-hmm. yeah, live stream, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's why I feel like he is building the hype up around this. And 
if you didn't know this was his alias, I mean, you're probably just not keeping in touch with a lot of the news in the electronic That's why you have scene. us. Exactly. That's, That's why, why you have, have us. us. See? Yeah. If you weren't aware, now you are. You're welcome. Eli Brown has just been talk about someone who has been rising through the ranks. He's just been absolutely crushing. Oh my god! Absolutely agree. The moving EP I thought did a really really nice job of combining Eli Brown's take on tech house and also combining what Calvin Harris is trying to pioneer in his own sense of house with some acid and tech influences. So I thought these two just came together for a super super danceable tech house with acid influenced tracks i think people are really really gonna enjoy this one a lot so definitely peep that i'm really i'm really pumped up that he's doing this and just me Eli too. brown just crushing it so this is a great great matchup i hope there are some more really nice collabs with either yeah yes acid house and tech house producers in the future i'm sure there will be okay right on we've got two more left for the new music this week and let's 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 do ghastly okay ghastly has come out with a song with cara called help and I don't know about you, Samir, I was kind of, um, but I was a little bit surprised that he went with this style. I don't know, were you surprised as well? Yeah, I was surprised by this. You know, like, it's a little bit, it's not as electro and it's not as hard-hitting as he usually does. Right. And I think it's I think it's cool for artists, obviously, you know, we always say this on the podcast, it's cool for artists to try some new things, and I thought that was pretty dope. I like the production on it. I think the lyrics were just a little bit too cheesy for me, man. I think it just fell flat. You know, I, I you, you know me, Alec. I'm, I think I warmed up to lyrics, but if, if you're going to be singing some cheesy shit to me, I ain't about it. <laughs> you, you're very you particular with your vocals. And I think a large portion of it too is how it's integrated with the song, right? And the emotion of the song. I agree with yeah. you here. I just wasn't too much about the lyrics in here, but... You know, I don't know. I'm not really sure how I feel about this. It's not something I dislike, but it's not really something that I really am about either. Maybe we're being Scrooges over here and we're being grumpy because we've been quarantined for too no, long. No, we've been giving some pretty high accolades to some tracks lately. Come on, we, we're we have, grumpy. We we're have, just, but you're like, it's yeah. too cheesy. I don't like the lyrics. That might, you know, maybe we're being grumps. I don't know. But this is just, it's not a track that I would go out my way to listen to continuously. You know, if it's on, it's on. A hundred percent. It's nice to see him try the different things. I like, you know, how he's using more vocals now. That's always quite cool when you see some of the more mainstream DJs start using vocalists and stuff. It adds another element to their sound. But this song didn't quite hit the mark for me. All right, Alec, I definitely appreciate your honest, honest opinion always there. And we honest, got one man. more. Always honest. I love that, dude. Yeah, this is pure, unfiltered Alec and Samir. It's Mr. Okay. Transparency. You guys know if we don't like something, we're going to say it out loud, loud and proud. But Alec. I'm very interested to get your thoughts on this next one. I know, you know, you were the guy who got me into this guy, so I'm very, very excited for you to give your thoughts. Mala with the new song, OCB. What did you think? Oh, I hated it. Just kidding. No. Uh, I, was, I was like, <laughs> what, dude? How, how can you no, hate this? No, no, this is, this no. is a I banger. Did, I did not hate it. I've agreed, man. It is a banger. I'm glad that Mala is releasing some tracks. Seems like he's also doing some live streams, illegal live streams. I love the name of that. Um, and he's just, he's just really crushing it right now. I mean, it's hard to fault this track. I think it's, you know, it's not something that's revolutionary for him. Right. Um, I think that might be quite hard right now, considering how established he is. What he can do is just continue to release very, very solid music at the very high level that he's doing right now. And I think this track falls perfectly in line with that. It's, it's a, it's a banger, man. I mean, that's just one of those tracks that is just going to get you moving if you're on the dance floor. How about you? This one seriously is a banger. It's like paying homage to his older sound, like back when he first emerged doing G House. I'm, I'm talking like the days of when he did, um, what's that song? Diamonds. Oh my God, I love that song. Diamonds is an absolute banger. So 
I think I think if you really like old school Bala, I think you're really gonna enjoy this one as well. You know, so I'm I'm very excited, and it's been a while since we've gotten like a release from him that wasn't a collaboration. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. We've gotten um, we gotten Made in France. We got the one that he did with Rez called Criminals. Uh, we got the one that he did with Jackknife. You know, so oh, Revolt. So now that we got this, like, literally, it's his own track. I'm really pumped up on this. I really enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, I'm glad, man. That's good. Because I know you weren't the biggest fan of the collab with Rez purely because of the one sample they used repetitively. Oh, God, that was it in the second drop. So, yeah, that sample was so annoying. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was so funny. I, I will say, though, I will say, though, the cover art for that song is oh, probably awesome. my favorite from 2019. Literally, whoever did that, really, like, you deserve a round of applause. That was highly creative. You absolutely murdered that. All right, Alec, dude, I think, I think we got to play some more music on the show, dude. I think, I think we need a little bit more music. What you got for us? We've got some more music for you and, as well, a brand new section. We are calling this the Insider Picks. It's not going to be every week, but every now and then, we talk to some industry insiders, and they give us some heads up on people that are really killing it and crushing it in the scene you know, and we don't accept everybody, right? We're quite honest with, with our partners. So it's taken a little while to get a recommendation in here that we really wanted the feature. But I think mm-hmm. we found it. And I really am glad that we found this person because it's slightly different than what we normally talk about on the show. I don't believe we've ever really talked about anyone who does some trip hop type of thing, right? Um, yep. I don't know if we really have, but without further ado i'm just gonna let the song play just so that you know we get the vibes going you can see what i'm talking about here and it's gonna be very refreshing if you haven't heard too much trip hop or we haven't heard it for too much in a while let me introduce you to the french superstar that is called munica and this is the song intro i'm sorry This is uh this is a hundred and fifty percent a whole vibe right here. Like this is USDA grade A vibes, dude. It's very chill. It's super super fun to listen to. It's relaxed, but it's a little bit energetic to kind of keep you on your toes. Monica really knocked it out of the park with this one. I'm actually very excited for the rest of this album to come out. Yeah, man, I'm really pumped up about this because the single is going to be out tomorrow as the time of this recording. I mean, that's that's awesome. Just because. You're going to get in the vibe, you'll listen to this podcast episode, and then you can throw on some Munica to really continue that vibe. What I really enjoy about this is just the different influences from different types of genres, right? And I think that's the really neat thing about trip hop in general, but I'm not going to lie, I haven't been too much into it until really people like Munica, right? I wasn't that into trip hop, but then listening to these sounds, it just made me a lot more open to the genre. So thank you so much our insider for showing us Munica. This is something we're going to definitely be watching and I'm hoping is going to be in the US at some point. If you guys have any insider picks that you think should be considered for play on the show, definitely send it over to us. We'd love to hear what you got for us. If it's not good, we'll slap you, say how dare you. Yeah, send I, I, this to we're going gonna to lambast you. We're going to lambast you on the show. That's <laughs> Alec. That's my impression of Alec. Uh, <laughs> let, let me ask you, man. Let me ask you something real quick. 
if if people want to listen to this song, if they want to link to it, if they want to connect with us, how do they do that? Like, where do they go for that? Yeah, we have a little something called a website. Right. Oh, we're now what? doing that. I know we're fancy now. We've got our website, but you can take a look at all of these show notes that we're going to be talking about, filled with all the links and all that magical stuff that goes into our research. We do every week for all of you EDM champions out there. The link is going to be in the episode description, so make sure you check it out there. And then please, please go and give Munica a follow. Check out the other tracks that are on there on the SoundCloud, which is going to be the link we'll provide. It is very nice. And also, of course, make sure to check out the other artists that we've mentioned. The website really is the one-stop shop for all things beyond the beats. But you know, aside from our website, man, I really would love to see some more followers on our Instagram, which is at btb.pod, and on Twitter, podbtb. You know, I'm actually, for the first time, I'm really starting to get more into social media. I've been doing it a little bit more. You I've know? noticed. Yeah. I've noticed. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. That. I'm really trying, man. I'm just not a big... It's funny because I've worked with a lot of social media marketers, and I can understand it from the business yeah. perspective, but I've never really gotten into it personally but i feel like i should probably give it a shot and try alec alec was telling me about his screen time he was he was telling our team about the screen time that he has for instagram right you guys ready for this one it's not an hour it's not 30 minutes it's not 15 minutes it's literally last week when we talked it was one minute on his personal instagram and i think what was it five minutes on the btb one like seven or nine per day. Yeah, yeah the average. Oh, for a whole, for, oh my God. I was like, this guy, crazy. All right. Anyways, we got very off topic there, but let's get back onto topic because we've got the news and culture section and there's a lot to get through here. I guess we can start off with this topic. It's not something I really want to talk about too much, but gosh, Tomorrowland, it's most likely going to be canceled. I, I'm not shocked by this, Samir. I don't know about you. Yeah. God. Oh, man. I'm really letting my emotions out here, dude. Just because, uh, you know, this, no, seriously, this is going to be my first year going to Tomorrowland. And I'm just kind of bummed that, you know, it is at such a high risk of cancellation. However, like, I, I am understanding of, of why. Let's just talk about, like, the world climate right now as it is, right? Like, even the Olympics, an event that's set to take place in July, was postponed to next year. So once that action kind of happened, like the Olympics being such a major international worldwide event that literally every single eyeball in every single country tunes into was postponed. I mean, that's when it was kind of like an indicator for me that like, okay, even events in July aren't safe. So the fact that like now we're starting to hear Belgian government officials start to come out and say like Tomorrowland is at high risk of cancellation. The only thing that would really kind of allow this to happen is literally and I quote, a small miracle. The fact that they came out to, and said that, like it was a little bit heartbreaking, but also at the same time, it wasn't such a shock. Yeah, and to be honest, man, by the time this comes out, I do feel like it's going to be canceled officially. <laughs> Please bear in mind, champions, this might be outdated information by the time you get this. We're recording on um, Monday night, so this comes out Thursday. I do have a feeling they're going to cancel it by then. It's just, it's sad because as you said, man, like I completely understand why they're doing it. And I think it's a smart move. Tomorrowland is a very worldly festival, right? And I think probably more worldly than a lot of other different festivals and just the sheer size and scale yeah. of it too. Just it's putting a lot of people at risk, even if we had just started getting back into the swing of things and restrictions were lifted. You know, I, I don't really think that anyone wants to be going like out of the gate, like, right, we're going to throw the massive you know, world festival just because we're out of lockdown like for a day. 
It's gonna take some time. I mean, it's it's April. <laughs> it's 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 April right now. Oh, no, like this not, festival that's... is supposed to take place in three months with everything that's going on with with so many countries battling COVID nineteen and you know trying to find a methodology that works, trying to find a vaccine that works. Like it's just it's not feasible. You guys know Alec and I are avid ravers. We love going to festivals. We love going to the dance floor. We talk about it all the time on the podcast, but we also have to be a little bit realistic. And the fact that Belgian government officials are saying that, you know, Tomorrowland should be canceled. The fact that even the city of Boom, the town where this festival takes place, is saying that it's not a good idea for the festival to proceed. I think it's very telling. I think it's very telling. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens, man. Um, But, you know, EDM champions out there just... Be ready. Just be ready for it. They have 20,814 confirmed cases. There's also, unfortunately, 1,632 deaths. So it's a little bit of a hotspot right now. I mean, Europe is, is definitely struggling. It's not the hotspot of Europe, but it's it's getting up there. So, And I can totally understand why they want to be very careful with this. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, man, one thing that is so inspiring to see happen in the EDM community is to see how much people truly care about struggling artists, musicians, and industry professionals across all genres, across all genres. So very excited to be talking about this next topic here, man. Proximity and Brownies and Lemonade are making some big moves. Man, big, big moves. I, I couldn't believe it, but because of the, the festival they got, was it Alice in Wonderland was trending on Twitter? Chet Porter, Dude, th- I think, was at like number five at some point? Like, they were they were dominating the Twitter feed, it seems like, just across the board. Every single artist that they had on this lineup was trending on Twitter. Every single one. Jeez. Let me read some stats that Brownies and Lemonade had posted out, okay? You ready for this? Let's do it. Over $300,000 was raised for charity. 2.5 million people across this past weekend tuned into the Digital Mirage Music Festival that they just put on. Mm. Every artist was trending on Twitter. And then... Peak views for some of the artists exceeded 180,000 people tuned in at one single time. 180,000 people at one time were listening to a set that Brownies Lemonade and Proximity put on during their Digital Mirage Music Festival. I mean, this, I, I just, I cannot believe this, how much of an impact these guys had. Like, this is such a big step for both of these organizations. And let's not get it twisted, right? Brownies Lemonade and Proximity, I mean, they're very, very well uh, established brands. Brownies Lemonade is a little bit younger than Proximity, but still nonetheless, very well established brands. But the fact that they were able to take this to the next level and have the kind of support that they had from artists and from fans all around the world, it is so inspiring, man. It, like I've never seen anything like this before. It is crazy. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there, man. This is big for Brownies and Lemonade as well as Proximity. I really think on the Brownies and Lemonade side of things, this is going to really help propel them forward. I love their vibe with it, and I don't think they're ever going to lose that. But just doing things like this, which gets such amazing attention, you know, from other media outlets as well. I saw some just, you know, things covering it that weren't EDM blog related or EDM specific, just some general coverage there. And of course, the fact that all these people were on uh, trending on Twitter. So it's just a really nice branding play for both of these, you know, promoters here. But I tell you what, though, it's not just that. They're clearly not doing it just for their own personal gain. You know, that's kind of like the gravy. It's a nice byproduct of yeah. it but they're doing Alex, just tell me about the work. mashed potatoes tell me about the turkey <laughs> the cranberry sauce i want it all man that is just that is given all the funds to sweet 
relief. Just what an amazing thing to be going for. And I just want to quickly say, I am very, very happy with how the artist community, despite struggling, despite, you know, it being very difficult to stay above water, they are still taking the time to help others. And I think that's very telling, right? Yes. You know, like a lot of people could be like, oh, can I do a live stream and just collect money for myself? No, a lot of the times they're doing the live stream and they're donating it, right? I mean, some of these big artists are probably not struggling financially, but there's so many other different live streams going on. And I've also seen, you know, some efforts by other more underground artists to do live streams and then to raise money for a cause. It's just so heartwarming to see that, man. It really just makes you believe in humanity because it just shows that even in the time of most struggle, people are still willing to help others. I just love the passion, dude. And I completely, completely agree with you like this. I I tell you, man, you know, sometimes the EDM scene, the rave scene gets a little bit of a bad rep for the more unsavory side of of things. But like, there's some really, really fantastic things that this scene can do. And Proximity and Brownies and Lemonade are just prime examples for what can be accomplished like even during times of hardship um just a shout out to like everybody who even donated too like none of this would have been possible without the donors you know what i mean i was i was watching the the live stream all throughout the weekend and just seeing like the amounts pop up ten dollars twenty dollars fifty dollars hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars like literally dude just seeing it pop up with every single set was just absolutely amazing man i'm, I'm really really pumped up on that Alec, did you get a chance to tune into the into the live stream? You know, man, I actually really didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm really kicking myself for that. All right, everybody, I'm looking that. for a new co-host of the podcast. <laughs> Alec Prieto is no longer another. with the organization. They're going to do another. You already know yeah, that. Yeah, or at least proximity yeah. probably is. I have a feeling I have heard in the rumor mill it's uh, swirling around. Again, this might be outdated information by the time this comes out. But, you know, I can uh, I can certainly redeem myself if they come out with another Totally, man. And, you know, I, I got to say, I'm just I saw some amazing, amazing sets that took place uh, over this past week. And I thought Matt Zoe was absolutely smashing it. Matt Zoe was seriously killing it, dude. I'm really, really pumped up on his set. Nitty Gritty was having a good time up there. I thought 12th Planet was great, even though he was having some audio difficulties. Unfortunately, oh, he no. didn't have a direct line into his mixer. Um, but, you know, he was still dropping some absolutely <laughs> heavy shit. So that was pretty cool. Um Dude, just I'm just really, really excited for all everybody who was involved. Like, and let's also not forget that like this stream wasn't just big name artists. There were also a lot of like smaller artists as well that were playing in some of the off peak times. So the fact that Brownies and Lemonade was literally bringing people from all different sizes into this stream and just raising money for a great cause, getting their their name out there, getting these artists' name out there, and helping the community at the same time. The fact that they were really able to just hit a couple. Hit, hit the nails on the head over here, I think it's just amazing. And I hope we see more stuff like this, man. Like, I want to see some more promoters step up to this caliber. Like, these guys just threw a three-day online music festival. Ultra, what are you doing? Tomorrowland, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Insomniac has actually been doing a pretty good job, oh, so I'm going to let them slide Absolutely. on this one. Yeah. But you know what? What is going on? We need to see a little bit more effort because let me tell you something. Proximity and Brownies and Lemonade just set the bar for some of the great things that can be accomplished during the rave session. So this is amazing. It really is amazing, man. And I'm glad that you called them out because you're right. I have been wondering about that too, whether Ultra would decide to do something. Just something, right? Just something, even if it was small. 
something. Yeah, I mean, they, they did. Like, they gave, like, SiriusXM access to ticket holders to tune into some, you know, live sets, exclusive sets, and some sets that were pre-recorded from previous years. But No, but that's not enough, dude. Come on. That's, kind of, that's like a cop-out effort at it. I mean, I will... I will put a shoe in my mouth if they're actually doing something right now and they're planning and they're like, wait, hold on, guys. Just Jesus. Give us some time. But I haven't heard anything, so I don't know what they're doing. As soon as this episode comes out, <laughs> all, like- the Ultra offices are, are going to be ablaze. They're going to be like, Alec just called us out. He's going to put his shoe in his mouth if we do this. Oh, Everybody mobilize. Chad, you're on, you're on artist identification. <laughs> Donnie, get me graphics now. Let's move, people. <laughs> Yeah, just imagine. It, no, I'm pretty happens, sure they have some pretty be good. Some bigger I mean, issues in their office right now with all the credit card chargebacks and everything. Oh, well, see, yeah, Jesus, it's like that, all that stuff. Like. Dude, I'm I'm gonna say this now, and I'm gonna say this again in future episodes. But fuck Ultra, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm saying it. I'm saying it, dude. Like, there's just nothing that they can do that, oh, would, that would make me feel good about them, man. Oh, come Except on. if they raise money. I if think, they okay, if they I raise think money, you've for, just ruined our chart. Any chance or shot of sponsorship for anything? You just <laughs> put that into the fucking ground. You know what? Remember I don't, this. I don't if you wanted us at Ultra. Ultra, if you wanted us to do some really cool things at Ultra, we're no longer going to be able to do it thanks to Sibir. Okay, we have now. <laughs> I'm not going we're, official, Ultra. we're officially insomniac it. people now. I'm I'm literally anything but Ultra right <laughs> oh now. Oh my okay? god! <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be such a hater. I'm just so pissed. But anyways, you know what? Promoters, step up your game because Proximity and Brownies and Lemonade just set the bar with Digital Mirage, and we know you guys can get on their level. So let's go mobilize. Absolutely. And, you know, you don't have to just wait for a promoter to come around and donate to a good cause, you know, to go and do your donations. You can just do it directly, yeah. right? So Sweet Relief, we'll put it into the show notes, which you can find up on the website. Uh, it's a musician's fund, right? So they're providing financial assistance, assistance Sorry, to all types of people in the music industries who are just really struggling right now, whether it's just illness, disability, or age. This is just the stuff that's going to help them keep going. So again, this is a really good cause. Definitely go check it out and donate if you can. All right. I'm really pumped up to talk about this, man. I'm glad that yeah, you- I thought you would yeah, be. I'm that's really why I put it on the show notes. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited. You to like talk stuff about like this, man. Oh, I feel man. like you like stuff like this. Yeah, I do. I wish it was a bit longer, but- Agreed. <laughs> it's kind of a very short article here, but nonetheless, it's cool. Okay, so Mixmag came out with this article again. It will be in the show notes. But it's about this new app called Endless. And guess what, everyone? It will let you be the bedroom producer you always wanted to be if you've never <laughs> used the door before because now you have Endless. You can collaboratively make music on this app and it's app-based too. So I thought this is a really interesting idea and it looks like they've done a pretty decent job too yeah man i was um you know i think in this time where people are just spending a lot more time indoors you know kind of isolated from others like i i tell you man i've been trying to find a lot of different apps where i can connect with people virtually and online and i think endless is literally exactly what we needed during this time. So let, let's peep this for a little bit, right? So Endless is, like Alec had already said, is a music collaboration app where you can literally connect with your friends, with peers or people around the world and create some beats and some music together. And I got to say, the interface looks really, really cool and very, very inviting. We really need more like online collaboration tools, more ways to connect with people online, especially during this time. And you know what? Like, it's just like we have no reason to be bored at home. Like, we just don't have a reason to be bored at home. Like, we have all this cool shit that we can be doing, and Endless is just another extension of that. Like, if you've ever just wanted to 
chill with your friends in a more creative way and do it virtually. Hop on, hop on a FaceTime call, hop on a Zoom call, and just work on some music together, man. Like I think, I think Endless is gonna be the perfect way to do this. And check this out, peep this. It's a free app. There's a subscription fee of four pounds and forty nine quid per month, which is seriously not that bad. You guys have no idea how many takes we have to do just so I can actually say the right denomination. Alex is laughing over there. I was like, just like, we got to move on. We got to move on. <laughs> we just got to move. But that that subscription fee will allow you to access like some some additional sound effects, some additional samples, some additional drums. So it's not necessary to pay, but it's really going to make your experience using the app that much better. And uh, check this out. The free trial went from one week to two months. So there's literally no reason to not download this app and work on some music with your friends and people around the world. Last thing we're going to talk about. Um, oh, man, we put this in the wrong. Se- this is the wrong I know. order of show notes because we're I just know. going to another negative here. Uh, but it's not, an well, it's entire, not, it's not it's necessarily not entirely negative. negative. Yeah. But for some people, it might be because I don't know if they're going to be able to make it now. But EDC Las Vegas has been postponed to October 2nd. Yeah. Uh, again, not surprised by this one. However, what I do really appreciate is one, I think Pascal's communication has been on point from the get-go about everything. Absolutely. He's done a fantastic Absolutely. job. I think I think he saw what Ultra did and was like, right, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> that is what we're not gonna do. PR to team, take Ultra, notes, take notes right fucking now. We're not doing that. To be fair to Ultra, they were the first major festival that had to announce. A can- uh, well, they're calling it a postponement, but I'm just going to call it what it is, a cancellation. They were the first ones who had to actually cancel their event. And uh, that was, of course, handled extremely, extremely poorly. But I think EDC Vegas definitely took some notes away from that. Yeah, they did a very, very good job. And, you know, what I what I like, again, too, is the commitment to this. And they're like, look, we're just going to make it work. Obviously, October is not the most ideal time. But apparently they looked into things such as, you know, the weather, hotel availability, flights. And this seemed like it was the date that would do quite well. It would have been interesting to see a, a Halloween EC Las Vegas. I will say that, but... Well, they, they do have escape. They do, I know. But I was just thinking, like, because of how it is in Vegas. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But the, the, thanks for crushing my dream there, Samir. But... All right, I'm sorry, Alec. <laughs> but I'll, wear, I'll wear a costume with you. I actually have a John Travolta Saturday Night Fever costume that I perfect. can wear. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. there you go. You wear, it disco, fir- you, you wear it first, and I'll follow, I'll follow you. <laughs> that sounds good but you know man it's just again this is just something that they have to do you don't really have too much of a choice with this and i just feel bad for vegas as well because their economy relies really heavily on tourism and events like this and conferences too they've been canceled so you've got a feel for yeah. vegas as well yeah man I, I i feel that and what's interesting is actually our friend birdie who we did an artist spotlight with actually our first artist spotlight with birdie is in vegas right now and he was actually sending me some pictures of the strip every time i've been to vegas it's always been super super packed because i've really only been there for Ve- for edc but to see the streets of the strip so incredibly empty obviously with the casinos and the resorts closed it was it was shocking man it was really really shocking yeah it's it's not usual especially because this is really when this is the time of year that Vegas starts opening up again for spring right oh yeah like this is the, and that's what the that's what i think kill, kill is killer with it is the fact that they've already gone through their you know um for lack of a better term i guess down cycle Really, they can kind of just expect things to be a little bit more dead maybe over the winter. not or, or rather, not necessarily dead, but just not as, 
you know, uh, not as popping. Yeah, not as. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to sound professional here, but I'm just. I would love to sound super eloquent. Here. For me, I'm just like popping. Poppin'. All right, yeah. yeah, it's not as. I'm not gonna say it, but it just sucks because I'm sure this is all expected revenue. You know, you got a feel for it, but at the same time, again, you just have to do. You got to do what you got to do. How many people go to UC Vegas? A, a lot. It's about it's 150,000 people. Yeah, you can't put that many people at risk. You know what would be really, really interesting? If EDC only sold, like, 50 tickets over the weekend, <laughs> right? And and they had, like, personnel to, to ensure that they were, everybody was, like, at least six feet apart. But they had, like, all of the massive stages. I mean, Circuit Grounds is massive. We're talking about massive flamethrowers at Base Pod. Kinetic Field is popping as usual. But only 50 people allowed. I think that'd be a really interesting experiment. Let me ask you something, Alec. And I would just want to preface this by saying that this is literally uh, all opinion. This is not based off of fact or anything of the sort or any research. But this is just opinion and our gut feeling. Alec, let me ask you something. Do you think EDC Vegas will take place in October? Do you think it'll actually go through? Oh, that is a very, very good question. And again, prefacing by saying this is just our opinions, I, not I don't based even, on fact. To be honest, man, I don't even know if I have an opinion on this just because of how far out it is. I think there's a good chance of that happening. But the only thing I would worry about is if there are any real rebound cases. And you also have to yeah. remember that big festivals like this do get a worldly crowd. So... It might not even be the there's that many issues in the in the US at that time, right? But maybe something could flare up again in other parts of the world, to which they would have yeah. to have that conversation, right? Because they'll know how many attendees are coming from abroad. They're going to have to have that conversation about whether this is just safe, right? Um, yeah. I think there's a good shot. I think it might fall within the window of where there's a gap between a potential flare-up. This thing is such a fluid situation. Who who knows, man? Like, no one... Yeah. You, I think it's great they can plan on it, but if it, if it doesn't happen then, I don't know when it would... I don't think it's going to happen in 2020, right? I mean, it's oh, totally, not going to totally, squeeze totally. it in before... Yeah, yeah. God, it's crazy that we're already talking about this. You know, I we know. just fucking started the year, it feels like, and now we're talking about the end of 2020. I know. Oh, it's God. April, dude. It's April. It. Um, I can't believe it. It's not. My, my opinion, I'm, I'm 50-50 on EDC Vegas okay. taking place. So I think maybe you're a little bit more optimistic than I am from what I'm, maybe I'm misinterpreting, but I'm I'm 50-50 on if it's actually no, going to happen. No, I have no direct October. opinion. I'm saying that that is probably the best opportunity and the best time that they could probably do it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think they could have picked a better time. But yeah, I'm like you, I'm also 50-50 on this. I don't really know and I don't think you can predict it. Yeah. Totally agreed. All right, man. So we just had a pretty, <laughs> we just had a pretty sobering conversation about EDC Vegas. But you know, again, there's always a you know a, a light being shed here because it was postponed. It wasn't canceled, so that that's pretty cool. And we'll keep you guys updated as to what's going on with EDC Vegas as developments continue. But Alec, I need to, I need to, do, I need to talk to you, man. I need to talk to you about something. Can I talk to you about something real quick? You can go ahead. All right, let me tell you something, bro. I've been editing the podcast for over a year now. All right. And I recently switched to a new audio editing program, which I absolutely love. And it's made me a lot more aware of the levels, the output that's coming in the completed product and when we insert songs into it. And the one thing that I've noticed is that the drop in songs always seems to be like a decibel or two louder than the rest of the song. And it is so irritating. Do you know what I'm talking about, man? Like, this is my anti-plural moment right here. Artists who 
make the drop louder than the rest of the song. And it happens a lot more often than people think. I think that when people are listening to music on headphones, it may not be so apparent. But when you're paying t- close attention to the details in the song, or if you're edit- editing audio like I'm doing for the podcast, you, you notice it. And it's just so, so irritating because it, it seems like they're trying to blow out some ears, dude. What's going on with this? I, I don't know. I mean... Make it sound, make the drop sound more, more punchy. Yeah, more punchy. You know, I, I don't know. And I'm not even just, I'm not even just talking about like small time artists. I'm actually talking about some really, really big artists. So I'm not going to name any names. But I was just one of my absolute. I was, I was <laughs> not hoping you would, because I don't, I genuinely right. don't know who you're talking about. All right, you you want me to throw a name out? You can throw a name. All right, Porter Robinson. I'm looking at you, homie. Wait, are you serious? I'm looking- yeah, yeah, hundred percent, dog, hundred percent. Really? So he has this really, really slapping remix of Nero's "The Thrill." Oh, you know yeah, talk about? of course, classic song. Don't fantastic rip on that song. song. Oh no, man. no, 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 no! It's a great song. No, Nero seriously did a really fantastic job with that. And actually, Porter Robinson's remix of that track is an absolute slapper as well. But I know if I were to insert that song into our podcast, I would have to bring down the drop by like three decibels because it is like that much louder than the rest of the song. Might be a reason why that we're missing here, man, you know? And I wonder if part of it is because of some of the some of the quality of streaming platforms, perhaps. I, I don't know. What do you want from me? I have no answers for you, okay? <laughs> I have no fucking answers for you. Alec, you're supposed to have all the answers. You're supposed to have all the answers. Yeah, What's just going my, on? My many years of producing experience, clearly. You know what? You know, forget Encyclopedia Brown. We got Encyclopedia Prieto over here. Okay, what's going? What's going on, dude? I expected more, more from you. No, but um, dude, I, honestly, I, I really, I don't know why artists do this. I don't, I don't know why. Is it and on like purpose, said, or do you think it's just by accident? I think it's on purpose. I think it's on purpose to really, really make it, really make it punch. And look, uh, here's what I'm saying: like, either you you lower the volume on the drop, or you increase the volume on the rest of the song, but don't make it so. Like, don't make it fluctuate. And I think, like, again, if you're listening to music when you're, you know, on your AirPods or on in your in-ear headphones, like, you're maybe not listening to, like, you're maybe not listening to it in, like, studio-quality headphones or speakers, right? I think if you're just, like, an everyday listener, you may not notice it. And I'm not saying that I'm an audio professional out here, but I'm going to call bullshit when I see some bullshit, and I think that artists need to cut this shit out because it is really irritating. (laughs) Well, it's irritating for you because you're now, you know, kind of diving headfirst into audio editing. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure if many yeah. people are gonna agree because they probably just didn't notice it. But that's a very, it's a very, very interesting point that you raise. And I can think of songs just off the top of my head, actually, which were a little bit jarring on the drop because it is louder. And I can't, you can hear it. You can hear it in some things if you listen quite carefully and you have really yeah. good headphones on. Right, or if it's, you're playing it really loud over some speakers, I'm putting out a statement right now. I'm looking at you, producers of EDM and other music genres. Stop doing that shit, okay? It's annoying. Like, we're gonna right, we're gonna I- get submissions and demos of people who've just made it like a whisper for like two minutes of a build up, and then just a massive <laughs> eardrum blowing drop, and be like, "How'd you like that, Samir? Is that that better for you, mate?" <laughs> Please don't give people ideas. And actually, speaking of submissions... Actually, and, please and do. They, I want to see if a producer actually does this. Please do. You can email me, alec at beyondthebeats.co. You don't have to send it to Samir. He's a grumpy ass over there. But send it to me. I want to see. Challenge. If you send that to me, I'm going to put you in my spam in my junk box. <laughs> and I'm going to flag <laughs> your messages. We're not going to be able to link done. up for recording. It's going to be... 
Exactly. Block exactly. Me. But you know what, guys? If you do want to send us some music, if you guys do want to connect with us, then peep this, right? We got beyondthebeats.co. Alec already talked about it. It's the one-stop shop for all things Beyond the Beats. It's got the show notes. It's got all the music that we talk about, artist spotlights. We just did a couple of those. Um, it's it's got it's literally got everything. And then if you want to email us, um, please do not start your email with small talk. Just get to the point. It's <laughs> well, connect at no. beyondthebeats.com. Oh, okay, to me, people can. I appreciate that small talk. I hate small talk. <laughs> my my family's Hi, fine. My dog is doing well. <laughs> I'm doing very well during these crazy please ask tumultuous times. about his dog. He really cares. It's called Leo. Okay, you should definitely ask about him in your first sentence of your. My dog Before we even say hi, just say, how is Leo? My dog has made some appearances on our social media. But speaking of our social media, it our Instagram is at btb.pod and our Twitter is at podbtb. We're also on Facebook as well. And guys, just straight up, we'd love to connect with you. If you got some music you want to share with us, please send it our way. You know, we've actually been getting a lot of really, really interesting and great submissions through our DMs and through our emails of people Absolutely. sharing their music with us, uh, asking for our feedback and having it potentially played on the show. And we love that. We seriously, seriously love that. We will always respond back to you. So please feel free to reach out to us with that. So, Alec, without further ado, where are we going next? We are headed into the what are we listening to section. But before we dive in, we've been getting quite a lot of new champions tuning in every week. So I think it's worth our time to go over the rating scale. Samir, take it away. Here on Beyond the Beats, we have our very own unique rating scale, and it ranges from levels one through five. Level one is what we call one listen. It's where you listen to a track and you're probably never ever gonna listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level two is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not gonna really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. Level four is what we call just bought tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. All right, Alec. It's time. It is time. I'm excited. Okay. This is this is a really good what we're listening to section. I love the passion that you're exuding right now, dog. Okay, what are we talking about? We are talking about Joyride's debut album. That's right, debut. Feels like he's been in the scene forever, but this is his first debut album. It's called Brave. And we've recently have talked about it on a prior episode as well. There's a really nice backstory to it. He was going through some tough times. So this is an album that has a lot of soul, has a lot of his artistic expression in it. He put his all into it and definitely is just worth a listen. We'll talk about that in a bit. But then also we've got Duke DeMont and <laughs> RYX. Are you supposed to, how are you supposed to say that? I don't know, dude. Rick's because like the R and the Y are together and then there's a space Ryx. and then there's an X. So, yeah, I want to say RYX, yeah. RYX. But they teamed up for the song Let Me Go. Okay, 
Yeah. What are we going to start off with here, man? Let's start off with Joyride, dude. Okay. Okay. EDM champions. I've been saying this a lot on the podcast, and I will say it again. I thought Bass House was getting boring. Joyride proved otherwise. He literally came out with this album, Brave, he, and he said no. He said no. Bass House just needs an, an injection of creativity, and that's exactly what he delivered with this album. I mean, I am just so incredibly impressed. I think the wait was well worth it. So congratulations to Joyride for, for debuting his album. Guys, peep this. There are 18 songs on this album. I feel like albums, especially in EDM, are never this long, but Joyride had blessed us with 18 tracks. And right from the intro, you already knew that he took a lot of care and a lot of thought into making sure that this listening experience was homogenous from beginning to end. The way that each track ended and then went into the next one was just, it was awesome, dude. It was like telling a little bit of a story, which I was really, really excited about. So let me just say some of my favorite songs off this album. You guys ready for this? On Fire. That is such a fire <laughs> track, okay? Yes, sir. Got Real featuring Mika Means. Means. Amazing. Yeah. I Slay. Mika Means. Yeah. Fail Me, Thrill. I mean, dude, the song I'm Gone, Brooklyn. And then, of course, he released a couple of these as uh, as singles. So we've already heard Madden. We've heard we've heard Selecta 19. Yuck. We've heard I'm Gone before. How about the song 4AM? Did you peep yeah, 4AM? Dude, I was just about to talk about that. Yeah. that's All right. That's I'm, I'm going to give this one over to you now because... I could go on and on about this. I'm going to toss this one over to you, Alec. What did you think about this album from Joyride? Oh, first of all, man, on board with you here because the album is just set out really, really well. It does tell a bit of that story. It's like narrating you through, you know, his emotions, his vibes. And I really enjoyed actually how he went from, you know, starting off with some bass house and got into bass house. It's like with G house in there because it's got some rap. Right, and then finishing off with just really strong on the bass house front. It's it's a very well crafted album from you know from top to bottom. And it's if you're listening to it, please listen to it, you know, step by step, one by one, because I really do enjoy it. You can go on your Spotify settings too and do the crossfade if you really want to get fancy there, just to put a little bit on on that as well. But the album, you don't even need to do that because he's just set it up for success there and just for telling that story. So that's. Point number one, I'm just very, very happy about and wanted to convey that. Point number two is there's a lot of hidden gem songs on here, I feel like, right? And it's just, it's a packed album. There's so many good things in here, but I do believe 4AM is just a really awesome song, man. Going back to what you were saying. Oh, yeah. I also have to shout out here too, you know, got I thought Got Real as well, On Fire, you know, it was great. I just love some of the different elements that he throws into there, especially on On Fire. It's really cool how Joyride is just switching up Bass House, man. And he always has. He's always kind of carved his own spot in the Bass House scene, right? You know? Yeah. The cover art is the um, the, it was the slip disc, it looks like. Yeah. God, he must have been a I lot know. of pain. I know, and he dude. was. But he still was able to put this album together, basically. And that's why it's taken so long. And now, you know, I do believe that even before we kind of were talking about, oh, we wish that Joyride's uh, album was coming out. And when, when is this coming out? I remember us talking about this on the podcast, but now it's oh, yeah. now mm-hmm. I very much understand why it took a while. And it's almost just amazing that he was able to put this out. You really conveyed it perfectly, man. I There's literally nothing else to say except that this album is 
absolutely fire. Like if you enjoy Bass House, if you enjoy Joyride, if you enjoy things getting a little bit weird and getting a little bit creative, then you absolutely should not be sleeping on this album. You need to listen to this because it's going to blow some minds. It blew my mind the first time I heard it. I had to listen to it all over again. Like I've, I've just enjoyed every single listen I've taken of this album. Yeah, I... I couldn't agree with you more, man. There's just so many good songs packed into there. We got one more to talk about. Tell me about it. Dude, I am so pumped up to talk about the Steve DeMont song. And I really wish I knew how to say his name. I feel bad. Ryax, I think. All right, let's go with that. Ryax, Ryax we'll good. go with it. Okay, so they teamed up for this, I personally believe to be an absolute monster of a song. Let Me Go is its name. And I was... Uh, I was very, very surprised by this. And it's tantalizing. I mean, it's a three-minute build-up with just beautiful vocals from Ryax. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just building and building and building. I mean, I think it's like a three-and-a-half-minute build-up. But it's very, it's beautiful. It's melodic and it's slow. It takes its time. And it just drops into, what, how would you even describe that type of house? I don't even know. It's, I don't it's know. It's like tech house, but with some more futuristic like future like with some like future house kind of yeah in there and some yeah it's just interesting it's so so interesting and i was blown away by this song man i i was really blown away i i've listened oh i know you were yeah i texted you because of it because i was up all night for work and then it's just this song brought me through the night and then i still really enjoyed it once i got a bit of sleep so that's saying something there. Alec was burning the midnight essential oils while listening to this track and, and working on his on his emails, right? And, you know, he, he he texted me this song and he made it a point. He's like, you need to listen to this track. And I was like, all right, yeah, sounds good. Dude, this is really creative. This is really, really creative. It's like unapologetically creative. Like there are some people in this world who would probably look at this song and see a six-minute runtime from Duke Damon and be like, what is going on here? And then as this buildup is happening... There are people who would probably like take the slider on the t- on the timetable and move it forward to get to the drop. You should not be Don't doing do this no, with this track. Worth it. <laughs> absolutely. Like the, the way that this song captures energy and just absolutely releases it and, and blows your mind, the way that the vocals sit in this song, like everything that was done to this song was done to perfection. I'm I'm very, very impressed with this, Alec. I'm really happy you put this on my radar. And you did some digging about Duke Damon. He's got a big release coming up, right? There is an album coming out. It's called duality right so i think there's going to be some really interesting vibes going on there and there will be more tracks on it too but that album is coming out april 17th maybe we've been the ones that have had our heads under a rock but this i did not know this album was i didn't coming know about out. this either yeah like maybe on purpose i don't know maybe we've been out of the loop perhaps i i don't know but i just feel like i didn't haven't heard any real hype about this and that might well, be on it's, purpose. T- it's time to get hyped now dude. oh i'm i'm super hyped especially after this release yeah. man i mean it is just banging it's got therapy on the the power which is another one of my yeah. favorite tracks right now it's just it's going to be an amazing album and this this just sets the tone for it what i love about duke demont and you can hear it on this album when it drops is they do such a good job with their vocals and i haven't heard a single duke demont song with the emotional vocals, right? And they have some funny ones like Red Light, Green Light. That's a really, uh-huh. that's, a, that's a hilarious, <laughs> awesome song too. Yeah, it is a great right? song. So he can have a little bit of humor, a little bit of fun, a little bit of cheekiness there, but he can really lay on the emotion and the passion too in 
a non-cheesy way. Bro, uh, 150%. And you know me with vocals, dude. I would be the first one to say, like, these vocals are way too cheesy, way too fluffy. But I- I'm serious, man. I've always been very impressed with what Duke Demond is all about. So I'm I'm big fan of this, dude. I'm very excited for the album. We're definitely going to talk- be talking about it on the podcast when it's out. Oh, yeah. We absolutely are. But all right, man. Let's get into the ratings. We'll start off with Joy Ryan since we did that. But let's let's go ahead, man. What is your rating for Joyride's debut album, Brave? I had tickets to go see Joyride when he was coming out here to New York in October. And I'm very, very upset that I had to sell those tickets. I had some other, I had some other engagements that I completely forgot about, so I had to sell those tickets. And I, I heavily, heavily, uh, it, it haunts me to this day. I can't sleep. I wake up in night sweats because I didn't get a chance to go see Joyride on his Brave tour. And this album is only going to exacerbate those nightmares, dude. This is a level four out of five, just bought tickets. Like this, this is a massive statement saying to the whole Bass House community, do not get stale. Do not do what everybody else is doing. Be innovative. Be creative. Joyride set the bar. I want to see other people try to meet this bar. Joyride set it. Alec, what do you think? It's going to be hard for other people to join it, man, but... I'm right there with you. I'm going to give this level four out of five. Just bought tickets as well. Just what incredible creativity from this guy. And just what an amazing story to getting this album out, which almost Mm -hmm. makes it even better. But even if it weren't for the backstory there, it's just just a very, very solid album. Again, I love the artistry and the, the craft that went into it by making it a full story, by having each song really play well into each other. It's meant to be listened to in one go, you know, one song at a time. And just the songs individually too, just they really all rock. I don't think there was really one song in the album that I particularly disliked, right? I mean, yeah, I liked yeah, some more. I liked some of them better than others, but there wasn't any songs that made me like, oh, I should probably skip this. Completely agree with you, dude, 100%. Yeah, man. So definitely bought tickets from me. You, Alec, you're going to be 60 years old when, when raves are allowed to happen again, okay? I'll be there with you, man. I'll be there with you. In the concert. <laughs> While six, at 60, I'm going to hold you to that. We'll, we'll see. Alec, what did you think of Duke DeMont and Rye X teaming up for their song, Let Me Go? All right, man. I'm going to do it. This right, is going it, to baby. be my second ever speechless five out of five book it. Dude. Phew. Yeah. Wow. Um, This really was a song that it took me back. It made me really listen to it. And it's just an example of really great artistry put into a song. And I just feel like I wish this got a little bit more coverage than it did when it got released. It's just the way he's able to transition it from essentially just being an alternative song, right? Or an indie song at the beginning with the vocals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And drop it into just a sweet house track. And it's just it's just perfect. It's delicate. It's one of those songs that's kind of delicate, right? But it's very epic and I can only imagine this live, right? I mean, whether he comes out to it, probably would come out to it. It's a pretty decent intro song. But if not, it's just something that will just really make you ref- just feel awesome. <laughs> it's just like a great type. It's one of those emotional tracks. I like speechless over there. I really am. Yeah. No, when I'm speechless, you know, I'm very particular. Can't find the words. Right? I'm very particular about it. Um, I wish we had like a, an Olympics narrator on our show. That way we can be like, this is Alex's second speechless after 51 <laughs> We can do that, man. Olympics. We should. We can find someone. We're gonna. I'd love that. That'd be great. We just 
I'm just so excited about your your energy, your enthusiasm for this track, and I think it's extremely extremely well warranted, man. Like I'm I'm really happy to hear that this is a song that left you speechless because it is a really really great song. It really did. All right, you better not give it like a background noise or something. No, no, no. Of course not. It's Good. it's not it's not. You, you it's not break a background my noise, you man. break my heart. Man, I know I would. It. I wouldn't want to do that to you, dude. And it's not—it's not even to turn it up. It is—it is, it is uh, a level one out of one, one listen. <laughs> no, that's it is a level four out of five, just bought tickets. Nice. And uh, I truly—I truly mean that, dude. Like, if this release by Duke Demond and Ryax is any indication of the level of creativity, and not only that, the tension that can be built and the release that can be achieved in his sets and with his music—if this song is any indication of that, then we're all in for a good time, dude. This is seriously a standalone track that would make me want to go and buy tickets to go see him live because I know the vibe that he's going to set. I know what he's capable of achieving. So this was a no-brainer, dude. This this really would be an epic track live. I mean, I'm just really pumped up. 100%. It'd just dog. be such an epic song, you know, just really uplifting the spirits, getting people, you know, in the zone. It is one of those songs I do feel like just kind of brings you back to the set you know what i mean when you sometimes it just kind of in your head a little bit without a doubt you know but then there's just sometimes a song like a break usually and some nice vocals are going so that just kind of brings you back into the zone and under the dj's control so just shout out to duke demont he's just crushing it killing it right now and ryak sorry if i'm mispronouncing your name but you're awesome on that too uh, he's a pretty big vocalist, by the way. I mean, I don't know if he's... Yeah, I, I peeped I peeped his, yeah. his Spotify. He's got some pretty big uh, collaborations under his belt. He really does. So I'm just glad that they were able to do this. All right, man, that wraps it up. I'm really glad I got that off my chest. My second ever speechless. I've been waiting for it. I know, I'm really excited about that. I know, that was, I was really... Yeah. Enjoy- now you don't see another one for another year. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know... It's, it's been 15 years, Alec. <laughs> When, when I'm 60, yeah, I'm just very picky, yeah. man. What can I say? Um, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it'll probably be worse when I'm older, too, because I'll be grumpy. I feel like you're grumpy now, dude. How much grumpier can you get? I'm not grumpy. I'm just uh, no, no, stringent. You're, you're the vibe king. I am you're um, the vibe king. I'm the vibe king, yeah. All right. Okay, speaking of vibes, we've got two hell of an artists for you. They are just crushing things right now rising up through the ranks getting traction and getting support from the biggest people in their respective scenes dude who wants to start this off alec i i need you to talk about your artist okay. right now because i'm so pumped up we're gonna take you across the pond right over to cambridge funnily enough which is right outside of the place where i grew up by the way samir i don't know if you if you knew that I did, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. Nice. I was okay, up I'm in a little village you. called Burwell, right? And it's just outside of, of Cambridge, about 30 minutes there. So it's in the countryside, a little bit in the fen there. So you got Cambridge in with people on their bikes and things. But guess what? It might look like a tranquil setting, but there might be just a very vibrant nightlife thanks to In Most. This is going to be some awesome liquid DMB. If you haven't heard it before, and you haven't been a fan of drum and bass, these guys are going to turn it over for you. Check out the duo in most with their song, Fever Dream.
Alec, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. This, this melted my icy heart. I am all about this, dude. All about this. And I gotta say, when you sent this over to me, I was like, hell yeah. Alec knows that this is the sound that I like. I like Liquid DMB. I like DMB. So I actually peeped the album that this Amazing track album. is from. Oh. Dude, amazing album. The whole album is so good. Well, and they just dropped it too. That's the funny thing. That's how I found it because I was just looking through drum and bass releases on SoundCloud, and I just came across. I saw they just dropped this uh, this album, Voyager. It's an unbelievable album. Seriously, very very well done album, dude. I, I was I was really really shocked. It, it was very shocking, you know, and it, they they're just getting the traction that they deserve i i can even see just from the time that they released this album they've grown and following on spotify right so they're up now to i think it's sixteen thousand, almost they're at fifteen thousand. that's right uh, fifteen thousand. so i mean yeah. that's that's just it's outstanding and if you want to hop on you know the bandwagon if you will of some really high potential drummer bass artists you don't want to look any further than these guys i mean seriously they are doing an amazing amazing job please go check it out if you're not into dmb i think you might like this one right you might like this there's some neuro a little bit of neuro influence in there too which is kind of the more god i i, I don't know how to describe any of these sounds to me it's like uh it almost sounds like mid-tempo wants to be a part yeah, of the dmb yeah. scene right but uh-huh it's, it's like hey guys uh can i play like what's yeah. up you know what i mean like that's that's what you're and i'm not is, gonna yeah. i'm not gonna embarrass myself by trying to make some neurofunk noises but it's, <laughs> I, it's it's i can't i don't think i can it's an amazing album that's just gonna really put you in the right mood and I really am hoping all the best for these guys and I sincerely do hope that they come over to the US too because drum and bass is really starting to get a little bit more of a foothold in the States and I would love nothing more than to see these guys. Absolutely, bro. Thank you so, so much for introducing me to Inmost and to our EDM champions as well. Like, this is exactly the kind of DMB sound that I love and honestly, man, like, I, you didn't even tell me to listen to the album. I was just like, oh, okay, let me go look this up on Spotify and I saw that the album was released literally released on april 3rd so i was like okay let me peep this i was gripped i was gripped from beginning to end i was really really enjoying every single sound that i was hearing those guys really killed it dude um and there's a lot of different moods on that album too and they all kind of flow very very nicely into one another so i'm a i'm a big fan of them okay so we just got some dnb in us but now we're gonna flip it over i'm gonna talk about some electro big room all right that's what i'm categorizing this guy as guys i want to introduce you to hellbound and when I first started listening to Hellbound, I was like, damn, this guy has such a dope, aggressive, but grandiose sound to him, right? And then I started to look into the accolades that this person has achieved in such a short amount of time with such a, you know, a, a smaller following. But this guy has really such an amazing career. So, you know what, guys? I'm going to go ahead and play this song for you. If you like some, if you liked Warp, 1.9 by Steve Aoki and the Bloody Beat Roots and I think you're really really gonna love this song because I can definitely hear the influence that this track took from that song but modernize it a little bit more guys take a listen okay my artist that I'm watching this week is Hellbound with the song Techno Battery here it is Techno battery. Techno battery. 
My man, what a great pick from you this week. I love I love the electro big room label that you've given it because I think that's a very good description of, of the sound. Thank you, man. You know, and I also gotta say something quite funny. I didn't I didn't tell you about this, but Hellbound's actually been on my radar and I had it say I had Hellbound saved, funnily enough. No way. I swear to God, I was like I saw this on the show notes and I was just like, this guy, it just rings the familiar bell. And I went through yeah. my SoundCloud and I completely forgot, but a while back I came across Hellbound and I just completely forgot. So, you know, shout out to you for bringing this back to the forefront here because well i'm sorry i had to steal him from you man you know before you get a chance to, to uh, talk about him on the show but i was just i was blown away by this one dude so t- tell us more a little bit more because I'm, I'm sure you've probably done a little bit more research into hellbound but how do you come across how do you come across it yeah well you know what man the the soundcloud algorithm works in mysterious <laughs> ways and I was, I was legit just like letting soundcloud play as i was doing work and i and i had to stop and i had to pause because like my my my, my eyes were widening i was ready to you know do some push-ups you know go outside and maybe run around with my dog you know i don't know dude but this this song was just getting me so energized it was like a battery was just inserted right so let me let me talk to you guys about hellbound because this guy the the digger that i deep into his background the more impressed i am by the accolades that this guy has first of all this song techno battery was actually released on a record label called welcome guess whose record label that is kazo baby this is off of kazo's record label all right not even just that he has been on a space yacht lineup in la he did a back-to-back with alert another artist that we're watching and also joyride so call that a back three back all three of those guys on the decks over there all right peep this all right his music has been has been played by Dr. Fresh, Kazo, Luca Lush. He has a collaboration with Kazo. He's done releases on Mad Zoo, Dimmock, which is Steve Aoki's label, Proximity, uh, Welcome, like I just talked about. And he has a collaboration with Mercy, who's another artist that we're watching on Bite This Record. So seriously, dude, just like all this has been accomplished, the future, I'm not kidding, is looking very, very bright for Hellbound. And I'm encouraging everybody, like, if you like that aggressive electro sound, if you like, like, a harder, raw sound of, of electro or big room, then you absolutely need to be checking out Hellbound because he will not disappoint. Dude, really great pick for this week. Wow, that was, that was awesome. I, I'm so pumped up that you introduced everyone to Hellbound. And thank you, brother. What, what a great episode, man. I think it's time to wrap this up. I can't believe it. These, these go by so quickly nowadays. I know they, they really do, man. I miss you, man. I, I, know, I miss dude, you a lot. I miss I'm, you too. I'm bummed that, uh, I'm bummed that I won't be able to see you for, for some time with everything that's going on, but you know, like uh, I miss you, brother. You know, you're, you're my boy. So miss you I'm too, man. That we, that we do going fucking stir crazy right now. Just in here. Yeah. <laughs> I, and no haircut, man. You were just saying this, like, you know, for people uh, I don't know, I tend to, I've been keeping my hair a bit shorter. But now it's just getting all long. And on webcam things, it kind of looks like I have a mullet. <laughs> I have my colleague. Hey, nothing wrong with that, dude. No, nothing wrong well, with it's that. Not intentional. It's not intentional. It's not like it's a well-kept <laughs> mullet. But see, people don't realize that I actually have quite curly hair. So my hair starts curling. So yeah. it's like at the back, I've got this long stretch of hair that's like curling out. And I have to try position my head in video conferences because I'm like, I don't want it just to stick out. People are like, oh, you know, full on Patrick Dempsey over here. You, you got you to gotta use Zoom with like the artificial backgrounds, do the virtual backgrounds, try to hide your hair in there. Dude, yeah. I mean, Zoom, gosh, yeah. talk about a crazy thing that's going on with them, man. I mean. I know, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my it's God. It's insane. 
Yeah. Just they need to sort their yeah. stuff out. But to be fair, <laughs> to be to be fair though, uh, the CEO's done a good job. At he's in terms of accepting responsibility. But you know, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know. They're yeah. kind of in some deep shit right now. Yeah, they really are. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, definitely read up on Zoom. Uh, Zoom has, seems to be used. Zoom seems to be like the number one video chatting platform for like everybody who's in who's in isolation right now. Have you noticed that? Like, I feel like oh, everybody's using. Oh Zoom. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's insane. I wish I had the stat off of my head, but just the amount of new users that they've gotten is absurd. Yeah. I mean, it's absurd. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've just been crushing it right now. But you know, they, they are involved in a lawsuit though currently because of selling yeah. uh, you know user yeah. data from that app to, of course, guess who, Facebook. But surprise! Right. Wow, so shocked yeah. there. You know, they're, they're, it's it's all for the, the advertising the Zuck, business, man. Like they're just the Zuck is is on the prowl. <laughs> he's trying he's trying to get some ads to you people. Let, let's let's wrap this up here, guys. Please, please, please. Like we we say this every episode, but there's a reason why we say this every episode. It's just like when an artist asks for people to like like and repost their tracks on SoundCloud or to like their tracks on Spotify because that helps their music reach more people. It is literally the exact same thing when it comes to podcasts and us asking for ratings and reviews. Please, if you guys are enjoying the show, don't forget to drop a rating, a review. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Every single one of those actions goes a very, very, very long way, and we would greatly appreciate it. And you know what? We hope everybody's staying safe. We hope everybody's staying sane. I like Trust me, we're all in the social isolation together, but we're going to get through this. And we'll hopefully see you guys on our dance floor real soon. But until then, we will see you next week for episode 55. Please do not forget to wash your hands.